that up on your own. So again, it's Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And we ask that, that uh, once you are uh, ready to read the word of God for us today, if you could please stand as able. And I'll be reading the scripture for us, and then we will all respond with thanks be to God. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as had been told them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Well, friends, uh, we have been talking uh, this whole uh, school year uh, since the fall about how we can go deep uh, with Christ and go deeper in our faith. And today we're going to be talking about peace and, and, and the, the title of today's message is Deep Peace. Um, and in many ways, I think it's something that all of us want, especially in this time of year. You hear a lot of people talk about peace on earth. And uh, this is something, uh, some of you guys may know, my favorite park to go to in Ann Arbor is uh, Gallup Park. Uh, and at Gallup Park, if you walk around there, you'll see this little post uh, that, that says, uh, I know it's kind of hard to read uh, if you're looking at the screen, it says, may peace prevail on earth. And it's in like all these different languages. Uh, there's Korean there, there's Chinese, there's, uh, I think Russian is on there, and just all kinds of uh, different languages uh, where it, it, it echoes this desire, right? Not just for one people, but for the entire earth. May peace prevail on earth. It sounds nice, doesn't it? Right? But I, I think for a lot of us, we may think, okay, on the one hand, it sounds really good. But on the other hand, come on. You got to be realistic, right? Like, like, look at the way this world is. And we know that there's so much war and, you know, strife and conflict. And some of these things, man, have been going on for thousands of years, right? You, you have the situation uh, in, in the Gaza Strip. You, you've got uh, Ukraine and Russia. Uh, man, there are just so many conflicts and wars that go on. And on and on and on. It's like the same story again and again and again. And some of these conflicts, like I said, they go back thousands of years. They're really convoluted and just there's just so many intricacies to it. And it's like people who have been wounded and hurt, you know, to, to many generations back, right? And so a lot of these things aren't going away anytime soon. So the question is, how can we possibly say that we can really experience peace on earth? And maybe for you as well. Uh, again, it, it doesn't seem enough to just say, peace be with you. We say that every Sunday, 
right? But are you really experiencing peace in your life? Or do you feel like there's turbulence, unrest, you know? I, I think for me, that's something that, that I feel a lot in my life, this kind of restlessness, you know? It, it may not be like full-blown anxiety, you know, but there's just this kind of like murmur of restlessness, this, this, this feeling in your heart like, you're just not settled, right? And, 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 and so how, how can we possibly say that there can be peace on earth? You know, if for us at an individual level, we can't experience it. And then on a, on a larger level, society level, when it comes to nations, that we can't experience it. But when we see uh, this story, it is uh, obviously a very familiar story, a story that, that we read uh, uh, very often during Christmas time. Um, I, I think in this, is, it really is a story of peace on earth. So let's dive in. And so uh, I, I, I want to just kind of uh, challenge you to not think of the story just in sort of like the Christmas pageant kind of, you know, the, 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 the nativity scene that we all see. It's hard to get that, those images out of our heads, but we're told in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. Why? Why are they so afraid? So we've shared before that the presence of God was not always something that was welcomed with, like, excitement, right? It it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, I mean, for one, you know, if you're just shepherds and you're out there and you see angels floating around, I mean, you might be a little freaked out, right? might be a little unexpected, right? But also, there's layers to this because oftentimes, right, when people encounter God, there was a feeling of God is so holy and I am not. And, and the, the, the feeling was, I, my life is forfeit in the presence of a holy God, right? That sinners could be like incinerated by the holiness of God. Not only that, but they're shepherds. So this is another thing, friends. So shepherds in uh, biblical times, in first century Palestine, would not have been like really well-respected people. So they were very low class. They would have been treated almost like social outcasts because you have to imagine that shepherds are doing what? All day long, they're doing what? They're dealing with animals. They're touching animals, and there's animal poop everywhere. And they were seen as being very dirty, right? And, and you have to imagine maybe even being considered ritually unclean. So you have to imagine when a bunch of shepherds see angels appear, and they're showing great fear, there's a very conscious awareness of them. They're like, yo, we're shepherds, right? We're unclean. We're outcasts, right? This cannot possibly be good for us. And yet, this is what the angel says to them. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Good news, right? The gospel. Good news of great joy that will be for who? For all the people. Word? All the people? Because I think for a lot of people during that time, and maybe even now, we think good news is only for certain people. Blessed people. Fortunate people. Right? People who are, come from the right stock. You know? You're, you're, you're part of the right tribe. You know? You've got your act together. You, 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 you learn to do everything the right way. And here are these shepherds who are doing something very necessary, but in many ways people would have looked down on them and seen them as unclean. And yet, this idea of, I I think 
this emphasis is important, right? Why shepherds? They could appear to anyone. They could appear to royalty. But no, the angels appear to shepherds, right? Because truly, this good news is for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. You know, uh, one of the things that's really amazing about the story of Jesus is Jesus wasn't just a man. Jesus was a baby at one time. He didn't stay a baby. Of course, we know that, right? The majority of the time, the, 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 the majority of the passages in Scripture deal with him as a man. But we get stories about him as a baby, as a child, as an adolescent even. You know, there's not a lot, lot there, but the emphasis is that Jesus has come to, ex- to experience the whole range of human experience, right? And so here he is at the most vulnerable, as a baby. Um, and so suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those whom he is well pleased. God's glory will reign in the heavens, right? It'll ring and echo everywhere, right? The highest of highs, the lowest of lows, right? But here on earth, we can experience peace. For who? Among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. There's probably this question with the shepherds. There there would have been normally. What do you mean, peace among those with whom he is pleased? Because traditionally, for a shepherd, that wouldn't have been them. Right? They're like, oh, that's going to be like a super religious person. You know, somebody who's kept themselves ritually clean. But for us? But they, they, they sense it, right? Like the angels appear to us. They gave this good news to us. The Lord has made this known to us, right? And so we are amongst the people with whom God is well pleased. Who is God well pleased with? In Christ, it's everyone. It's so radical, right? I, I think a lot of us don't hardly believe it because we think you've got to do something to shape yourself up in order for God to be pleased with you, right? We're like, yeah, but there's sin. Pastor Steve, you make it sound so easy. It just sounds like this blanket, you know, blessing on the world. Is it that easy? Well, for one, you've got to be willing to accept it, right? And this is something that you see with the, with the, 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 the shepherds, right? They receive this good news and they're like, oh man, this is so good, right? Like now we got to go to Bethlehem, right? And we got to see this thing. We got to see this thing firsthand. You know, they wanted more, right? And so again, ordinarily, if, if it's something of God, right? And they felt like that's bad news and they felt like that wasn't for them, they wouldn't be moving towards it, right? So they get it. They're like, I want to see more. This is something good. Right? And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. 
And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And so, friends, you know, for Mary, she didn't just hear these things and was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, Christmas story? It's great. For her, she treasured them. What does that mean, to treasure something? I have to say that um, I had this experience that I have almost on a daily uh, basis, thanks to my phone. Does your guys' phone do this thing where it will just randomly pop up a memory from, like, years ago? If you, at least iPhone, it does this. I don't know about you Android people, but iPhone, it'll just be like, Christmas from 2016. It's like, I wasn't looking for it, but let's see, right? And I see, like, these really cute pictures of Sydney and Elise and... You know, it's so cute. And I got to tell you, like, for every parent, it's always bittersweet when you see pictures of, of your kids when they're younger, you know, because I think for me, there's this recognition that I didn't appreciate it enough in the time, you know. Um, now, like, we, we go to, like, all these concerts and stuff, and we're always recording the concerts. But, you know, I wonder, I'm like, yeah, like, like I do it just like every other parent, but I'm like, maybe I should treasure it more in the moment, you know, instead of, like, experiencing it through a screen, to just... Soak it all in. You know, this morning I was uh, preaching uh, for the um, KOMC service. Out of habit, I went like this, like it was in another building. It was in this building. It was right here. <laughs> we used to worship next door. But uh, yeah, it was right here. And uh, they had like the, the children come up and sing. And, uh, you know, they were singing like, like Christmas songs and everything. And, you know, man, they were so cute. Like I, I didn't know a lot of the kids uh, that were singing, but they're so cute. And you could, like, pretty much look around the room, and you could see, like, who, like, the parents were, you know, who had a kid up there. Why? Because their faces were just beaming, right? And I, I wonder, if I would go up to any one of those parents and be like, okay, I know th- th- this isn't a real thing, but imagine that I could say, like, hey, I'll give you $1,000 if you will exchange with me the memories of this moment looking at your kids, Right, like, like, just you know, I have this this device that can just, just suck the memory out of your brain, right? And so you'll just be missing this five minutes of watching your kids sing up here, right? But I'll give you a thousand dollars. Do you think any of those parents will take it? As a parent, I can tell you, no way. There's no way. That is a treasure, that is goes beyond any gold, right? And you see that with Mary, she treasures all of it. And friends, you got to see the shepherds. They return glorifying and praising God. They've been changed for all they had heard and seen has been told them. And it wasn't just something that was told to them. It wasn't just something that they heard. It was something they experienced, and they would never be the same. How do we experience peace on earth? This reality of Jesus coming to be with us, it cannot be something that you just hear or even experience once a year right? It has to be a treasure for us that changes the reality of who we are. So friends, you know, you got to think about like, okay, so we're talking about peace on earth, like actual peace, deep peace, not like a surface peace, like just every now and then, you know, you're feeling peaceful, but a deep abiding peace that is with you all the time. How's that going to happen? 
Well, I, I got to thank sometimes. Um, I, I'm going to talk about someone who's in LGM. I normally don't do this because he's not here. But do you guys know, uh, for those of you who don't, don't worry, I'll explain uh, who this guy is. Do you guys know who Yubin Choi is? When Yubin comes to an LGM event, when he goes to University of Michigan campus, when he watches a game like the game, you guys know the game, Ohio State, Michigan, right? And he watches it with all of you. That's peace on earth. Because Yubin went to the Ohio State University. You know, I actually have a picture. I didn't show it up here because I didn't want to, like, um, you know, put it out there. But there's a picture of me and Aaron, and I'm wearing a Michigan sweatshirt, and she's wearing an Ohio State sweatshirt. We got our arms around each other, and we're smiling. And I didn't want anyone to, like, get, like, angry or anything. So, you know, but um, I, I will say that one of the Christmas gifts I got for Aaron, uh, we opened our gifts early, um, was a Michigan sweater. And she was excited about it. So, guys, I think we converted her. Um, but <laughs> in all seriousness, okay. Now, I know this sounds kind of silly. I, some of, I'm from Ohio originally, so some of my best friends are Ohio State fans, Right? And so, you know, like, sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll give each other a hard time. I had this one friend who's, who, he was my neighbor growing up. He's like my brother. And every year I get an annual text on that Thanksgiving Saturday of the game. And it's usually, poor Michigan, poor Michigan. These last three years, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's glorious, you know. But I will say, actually, last year, uh, if you guys remember the game, it was, like, really close and uh, we, we, I was like, because like, we were visiting my, my family in Cincinnati, and we were on our way back, and we were going to go stop by my, my friend's house real quick. And we actually watched the end of the game there with his Ohio State family. <laughs> They're all wearing Ohio State stuff. And when Donovan Edwards broke that big run at the end to just like pretty much end the game, I'm just like, you know, they're like, no! And I'm like, <laughs> you know, just like, like, I was so excited. You know, we're still friends. Why are we still friends? Why are we still friends? I'm being serious, guys, because there are some people who actually these kinds of things will divide them. Why? Because there are some people that will be like, you know what? I just feel like there's something wrong with Ohio State fans. You know? They're like a different kind of person. How do you root for a team like that? There's people who feel that way about Michigan. How can you root for a team of cheaters? You know, I feel like that reflects on your moral character, that you would vote for a guy, that you would root for a guy like Harbaugh, you know? And, and so I, I'm kind of showing my hand a little bit, but there are people who feel this way about other issues, right? Like, like uh, uh, who you vote for. How could somebody vote for Trump? How could somebody vote for Biden? Doesn't that say something about you and your character? You're like a different kind of human being if you could actually vote for that person, right? And so people start to feel this way, and we start to feel divided, and we start to feel like we're different kind of people. And in the same way, I think that when that doesn't bother you, right? When we have a Yubin Choi who went to The Ohio State University, he's hanging out with a bunch of people who went to Michigan or go to Michigan, you know, and it doesn't bother him. Why? Why doesn't it bother us? Because we know that that doesn't matter, ultimately. That doesn't change fundamentally who we are inside. Who we are is more important than those surface things, right? Now, sometimes it gets a little bit bigger. 
like the conflicts that happen between nations. And, you know, we're not going to talk about all those conflicts, but there's a lot of them. But I have to tell you, uh, one of the most powerful things for me uh, was going to Kyrgyzstan. So some of you guys may know, uh, in Kyrgyzstan, one of the things we do is we run a retreat for Indian medical students. It's so random. It's like, like there's a, a medical school in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. It's an international medical school, but they get a bunch of Indian students. But they also get a bunch of Pakistani students. And when I first went uh, to Kyrgyzstan in 2020, it was like pretty much all Indian students. But this past year, 2023, there was a good number of Pakistani students. So I, I don't know all of the history of India and Pakistan. All I know is they, they don't always get along, right? But it was so beautiful. It was like a little slice of heaven, just seeing them interact with each other, seeing a bunch of these uh, Pakistani brothers and sisters with the Indian brothers and sisters, and you would not be able to tell the difference. Why? Why? For some people, those differences are too much to overcome. But for the people who were coming to this retreat, they knew there was something much greater. And what was it? It was the Christ in them. It was the image of God in each and every one of us. What does it mean that Jesus came to be here with us? It's not that just Jesus came to be born into the world as a child. Jesus has come to be born in each and every one of us. If you guys remember where we've been going with this whole uh, series, uh, uh, this talking about going deep, Right? What is the ultimate stage of our spiritual journey? It is union. Right? It's not just Christ and Christ is doing things for us. It's Christ in us. And even amongst people who don't even know that yet, the image of God is in them too. You can see Christ in people that you don't agree with. Right? And it is so powerful that there are, in many cases throughout human history, where Christians do things that just make no sense. They forgive enemies, right? They they had abolitionist movements to free slaves. Because one of the ways that you can enslave another human being is if you think that person is different than you. They're not even human. They're subhuman. It's a different kind of human. Therefore, because we're greater than them, then we can subjugate them. But for Christians, they're like, no. There is Christ in them. There's the image of God in them. How dare we? We can't do that anymore. It changes everything when Christ has been born into us. And so, friends, we can have peace on earth because Jesus has come. And Jesus has come to each and every one of us, no matter what we have been experiencing, no matter what we have gone through. Christ has been born into us. Friends, uh, uh, I I hope you'll have these moments where you can remember that and treasure that. Um, I want to share one last thing. And I actually didn't know if I was going to share this. Um, A lot of you guys may know, um, I try to be very honest about that. This past year has been very difficult for me. Um, one of the reasons is because of uh, some of the things that happen between LGM and KUMC. You guys know that we are now 
a separate church. And there were some things that went down. I'm not going to go into all the stuff. Um, it was really painful um, that there was a time where we thought we were going to you know, leave this building and completely go to a different church. You know? And there are times for me to, um, you know, as a Korean American who has grown up in a Korean church, there have been a lot of things that have been very hurtful that I've experienced. Um, and sometimes I'm like, man, there's something wrong with Korean churches and Korean spirituality and this kind of like guilt and shame and you know, some of these like, like hierarchy and these, these things. And, and I, I am under no illusion that you know, American churches are, are any better, uh, that, that you know, we're, we're perfect by any means. I know LGM is not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. But man, some of that stuff was so painful. You know, and, and I think part of the reason why we start to think of ourselves as different than people is because to be together can be so painful, especially when the people you're with hurt you, right? And to say, I'm not one with you, I'm different than you. It's a way of protecting ourselves. Um, so Reverend Cho, who was the previous uh, senior pastor, um, came back in the summer and uh, he has been very healing for me. Um, he's been working really hard um, to repair some of the damage that was done in uh, my relationship with the, the Korean church and with uh, the Korean church's relationship with LGM and some of the leaders. And they have been really, really kind. And uh, they invited me to this service, um, you know, to come preach. And during the service, we sang this song um, that a lot of the, the youth know. It's called Jesus, We Enthrone You. And uh, uh, the reason why that's significant is it is the only praise song that I know in Korean. The only one. Seriously, there's only one. I mean, there's got to be like tens of thousands of Korean praise songs. It's the only one I know. (laughs) I don't know why. When I was younger, I was just like, I like this one. I know it in English, and I'm going to memorize it. So I memorized it. It's the only Korean song that I can sing with my eyes closed, like literally the only one. And we're singing it, and we're here in this church, and there's these people that I have, you know, maybe some of them have hurt me. Maybe some of them I've hurt them. And, you know, there's some of these cultural differences, some of these things, and we're praising God together. And I just felt this tremendous grace. And this tremendous peace. And friends, that's what Jesus does for us. In the midst of all the things that might hurt us, and all the imperfections, Christ is born. And when Christ is there, this Emmanuel, the God who is with us, there's a grace that can heal some of those wounds and that can make some of the things, even the hurt that we've gone through, to use those things in such a gracious way. It doesn't make everything better, friends. It doesn't solve everything overnight. But I think for us to realize, Christ is born to us. Christ is born to your enemies. Christ is born to people that you think are, are different than you, you know. And just maybe, if we can treasure that, We can treasure the Christ in us, the Christ that is in other people. We can have peace on earth. 
going to have the praise team come up. And uh, could I ask one person to maybe just go down and tell the children's ministry that we're going to we're going to do our uh, silent night together, and we were going to invite them. So if you guys, uh, does everyone have a candle? Uh, so we're going to sing uh, Silent Night together. And, and it's a song that I think really captures that feeling of, you know, I just imagine all the chaos that Mary and Joseph were going through, you know. Um, a lot of you guys know the story, right? There's that census that they had to come back to their hometown, and... Um, you know, Herod was, was uh, terrorizing uh, the people in that town in, um, in Bethlehem, you know, killing children and all kinds of craziness, right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine all that they were going through? And I mean, even just the stuff about like, you know, who's the father and, you know, all of this intrigue around that and just how, how crazy that would have been. And in that midst of that, you have this baby that's born. Glory to God in the highest. Peace to all of those who God favors on earth. And so what we're going to do, friends, is um, I'm going to light the candle over here. And uh, I'm going to come and light the candle of the people who are closest to me. And then if you guys could, um, maybe we could get one other to help me light candles for people. And we're going to just spread it around. And so, guys, if you guys, uh, for any of the little ones, just be really careful. So parents, uh, you know, just help out your your little ones. And if you have a a lit candle, don't tip it. Uh, The person whose candle's not lit, you should be the one who tips your candle. Make sense when you light it? All right. So...
Uh, raise our candles.
born virgin mother and child holy infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly take a moment to, um, before we close, if you could just uh, take one last look at the, the lights of Christ. It all came from Christ, but it is with you now, and it lives within you, and it will always be with you, because Jesus is our Emmanuel. He's God with us. And now, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of us, now and always. Amen. Go in peace, everyone. Merry Christmas. You guys can blow out your candles.